The following program is brought to you by the 511 Media Group. This program is available on iTunes, Spotify, the 511 Media Group YouTube channel, and 511mediagroup.com. That always puts you in a good mood. Every time. Every single time. Every time I hear it. I love it. Okay, so you, you think I'm angry today? I think that you think are. I'm angry. I love your company all the time. <laughs> this you. is just a, a mood of yours I'm not used to being next to. <laughs> just, just, just in a little bit of a mood from the last couple of weeks. I was. I thought you'd be all happy. I, I sent a text to my wife the other day, which I rarely do. Send a text to my wife. Um, no, I, I sent her a text the other day. I said I'm a little burned out, which I don't ever say. But we got a lot going on. This is usually our down. Like in, in my businesses, are usually our our slowest part of the year. Yeah. It's been extremely busy, which I'm completely grateful for. But we usually have some downtime to kind of catch up. And is it because of like all the indoor stuff? I don't know. Okay. I, maybe, yeah, maybe. I mean, that's a lot that's of what they've got to be doing. Yeah, right? maybe want, people want to get stuff done. I, I don't know. But we usually go to Feb, in February. We usually go to Vegas, and then after we get back from Vegas is when we start getting really busy. So about the third week of February, we've been we haven't stopped. Like we took, we were closed the day before Christmas and the day before New Year's. And we've had a couple of like snow weather days here and yeah. there, like one. Other than that, it's been like 10, 12 hour days on my guy's side. And then my side has been like 16 hour days. And so it's just been a little crazy. So I, you know, you showed up and you were like, well, you, you okay? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's just not, it's just not like you, which isn't a bad thing. So th- okay. So all this kind of came to a head yesterday. And okay. So you know me, I'm, I'm not afraid to tell anybody anything. No. Right. Not my that I, my not wife that always so says, far. I'm surprised you hadn't been shot yet. Just because I'm very honest with people. And I don't sugarcoat it. Okay. So I think I've told this a story about this particular McDonald's location in the past. Whatever po- podcast I was on, maybe it was this one early on. I don't know. But there's one um, on my way to the office that I go to. And the drive through is a little different. So if you can imagine, like, some of the drive throughs that you go to, there's only one way out in and then kind of one way out. Right. Yeah. This one, it's off a parking lot. And so there's two entrances and a lot of people cheat and try to come in the one, but there's a big ass do not enter sign and an exit sign. Okay. Big red sign says do not enter and an exit sign. Okay. The other one says enter. <laughs> I already know the end of the story. Yeah. The signs decoration and not actually a sign, right? Kind of like a stop sign, right? <laughs> I don't worry about that octagonal red. That's for fun. That's, somebody was bored. to you. Somebody was bored and they put it up. What, are you kidding me? See that doesn't apply to you. Um, and so... I know going into this, I'm going to do it the right way. I, and and I don't cheat. I don't go in the other way. Ever. Well, and part of the problem was you okay. used to be able to go in the other way. Oh. And so when they redid that particular location, they made it an exit only. And so people are just like, okay, um, I'm going to go, I'm going to, I'm going to continue to go in that way. Okay. So because you used to be able to, yeah. so why can't I do it now? Blah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Heaven forbid they made a change for a good reason. So yesterday I go in there. I, I love McDonald's Coke. It's the thing I live for. It's so bad. For I, don't, I, could I say that I'm drinking Pepsi. No, no, completely. I have, okay, you know what's in this glass? Oh, McDonald's, McDonald's Coke. Co- yeah. A McDonald's Coke? You in moved it into your Yeti. In a Yeti glass, yeah. Because oh you can fit all of it in the big 32-ounce. That's your, your white girl Starbucks coffee. Yeah. Gotcha. So I go yesterday to get one. I'm, I'm in a particular mood. And I go the right way. And I'm coming around, so you, you come in this one way, you go all the way around the building, and you come back the other way. And the reason they don't have you come in that way is because when the line's wrapped around the building, you can't just cut in to the line. Okay. 
And so they want you to just exit there. So, so you're saying they sign. put it there for a reason. They did. Oh, they thought man. it through. Right. Big sign and an exit sign, right? So consider that. Yeah. The signs are important here, okay? It's not just they didn't do it the right way. It's just the signs are important. So I'm coming around the corner, and a guy comes in that exit. Now, the way that the parking lot ends up is you can go through the parking lot. You can co- kind of park. You can go through and around the building, or you can go into the drive through lane. Okay? I'm listening. So I got up to the drive through lane. I'm getting up to the drive through lane. This guy, it looks like he's going to go around the building. I'm like, oh, he just came in the wrong way. He's going to do the right thing, go around the building. <laughs> he slides right over into the drive through lane, like uh, cuts me off. Slam on my horn, right? As you should. As I should. Like, hey, turn signal, wave in, you know, whatever. Anything. Hey, you know, thanks, sorry. I let whatever. people break the the traffic laws every now and again to be nice. Like, you sure. know, I've, I've stopped cars I just didn't expect me. them to slide over. Yeah. Okay. Which I kind of anticipated it a little bit, but then you get to a point where you're like, oh, no, he's not going to do that. And then last second, he's exactly in. what happened. Okay. So I honk my horn, and now that's irritated him. Because now oh, I'm you've the, irritated him. Because now I'm the asshole because I because I I came in the wrong entrance. I slid over in front of another guy. I'm the asshole. I'm going to defend him for this. Just so you okay, know. Hold on. Hold okay. on. It's not even the funny part. Oh, this is, and we're just setting up. You say it's not the funny part, up. but your frustration oh, is so no palatable to me. You've no right idea. now. I'm enjoying right now. so how stressed you are. You should have been there. Really, if you were sitting in the passenger seat, you would have been like, dude, you just need to take a Valium or something. You would have crossed the line where it would have been like, hey, this isn't funny. Probably. You're kind of you're kind of getting off the It's probably good that I don't have a concealed carry. Oh, wow. No, I'm got, just well, no. no, I know. But, I mean, to the point where you're like, come on. Seriously. Yeah. Okay. So, he gets up to the he gets up to the first. So, there's two speakers. He goes up to the first one. Doesn't go up to the second one like you should. Right, so you pass the first one. Let the, the guy behind you go up and to the second speaker or to the first speaker there. So he didn't even do that. He stopped. So okay, wait, wait, uh, is, so there's two speakers. Okay, right. I guess instead of, well, instead of stopping at the first speaker, he should have gone to the second speaker and let the person behind him. Come oh, up it's to one of the dual, speaker. not like dual and two not, separate it's lines. It's not separate. It's, not it's in the same. It's, it's in this. Yes. Oh, okay, man, this guy's he's he's so mad. Oh, at you. he's just he's just doing it to kind of be a dick. Right? <laughs> oh yeah. So there's no way that he's got his window down. Now I've got my window down. Of course, you, you know what's so coming. Petty, you? you know what's coming. You're so petty. I go, don't worry about those signs. They don't. They don't. They don't apply to you. I'm I said, so happy. I said, can you can you read, dumbass? Can you read? He's trying to do his order. Now, as soon as I said, dumbass, he's like, what did you say? Mm-hmm. Which I said, I was telling the story to, to actually. I was on the phone with one of my guys yesterday when this happened. You're like this dumbass, and he says, "Well, that's the international sign for." Like wanting to start something like bullying, you know, like, yeah. what'd you say? Like, no, hold me back. Yeah. Hold me back, bro. Like, he goes, what did you say? I said, I called you a dumbass because there's two signs there that say do not enter. And you passed through both of them and then cut me off. He said a few other choice words, uh-huh. yeah. right? Probably respectfully. But now the woman inside the building is on the speaker to me because he has since now pulled up. Okay. Okay. Because he realized his so, mistake. So, like, he ordered and moved forward. And she then told him to move up. To she ordering. told him to move up. Oh, he hasn't even got to And this whole yet. process is we're screaming back and forth. He heard her say, move up. Oh. Now he's moved up. Now I have her on the speaker. The next girl has the other guy, this guy, on the speaker. And I'm ye- and now he's telling me off. And I go, you know, hey, I said, I'm not the one at fault here. I s-. He goes, well, there was snow. I didn't see the sign. I said, you didn't see the big red sign that said, do not enter? I mean, I'm just, I'm poking the bear and I'm in a mood and I, I was having a bad day and I was just like, well, whatever. Hold on. Do you, do you think it's possible 
that he didn't see the sign. Be realistic. No, no. not even absolutely not impossible. Not okay. a chance in the world. I just wanted that he to didn't make sure. Sign. I just wanted to cover like how reasonable you're being. Okay, I don't know. If the he sign. missed the Maybe red right. sign, he saw the other sign that said exit. And if he missed both signs, dumbass, you shouldn't be driving. That's the dumbass. Whether guy. whether it's because you're blind or because you're a dumbass. So here's where the this is the golden part of the story. Okay, this is the best part of the story ever, and. I'm the one that always goes like, oh, $15 an hour for McDonald's work. Are you kidding me? Yesterday, I wanted to give this woman more than $15 an hour. Okay. Because of what she said to the guy. She said, and I can hear her through the speaker. In, it's not the one that was where I'm at. The next speaker up, she goes, sir, you were wrong. That's an exit. You shouldn't have come through there. He no sooner does he hear that, oh, probably. he peels away from the speaker out of the McDonald's, down the drive, and onto the street. And he's, it, he's, he's done. sliding because there's yeah, ice no, and snow He's done. Everywhere. He's realized he can't oh, win. Pissed. Yeah, he tried to flex on you. It didn't he work. Did. He now, found out he was just wrong. Yes, correct. And then even the facility was like, no, stupid. When the McDonald's worker calls you out, I think you're probably wrong. Well, I just with everything. Because they're had, listening to the whole conversation yeah. back and forth in their speakers, right? And they're probably laughing because... So I you get up to the window. You probably scared them. As somebody who's worked fast mm, food as no, a teenager... No, okay. I didn't. I get up to the window to pay. Now, mind you, it was just a dollar, right? It was yeah. a dollar seven or something. I give her a dollar seven. She goes, it was you have no joke. idea how often that happens. I said, really? She goes, yeah. And we normally don't say anything. She says, but I can see where she was. She could kind of see what was happening because they have cameras, right? And so she's like, I just, I felt like saying something. I'm like, well, thank you for that. I very much This is what happens it. when people speak up and are honest. So why is it the people that speak up against the people who do something wrong are the asshole. Um, I think that normal issues because the asshole is normally the loudest one to yell back. Does that make sense? They, they, they can't just accept, oh, yeah, I, I was yelling up. louder than he was. Absolutely. Okay, you, you were in this case, mm -hmm. but most of the time they don't run off like that. The reason why he ran off is because it was done. Well, he was every, embarrassed. Every single person besides him involved has corrected him. So he realized he was wrong. Mm -hmm. So instead of accepting it, he ran. That, I think that it was speaks fight to or him. Fight, right? And he chose not to fight. Well, the, I, I, yeah, I think verbally anyway. Yeah, yeah. I think, but there, the thing is, though, is that in that specific situation, there was a third option, and that was concede. You know, to to accept. You know what? I was wrong. Because at any point in time, he could have been like, "Sorry, man, I made a bad call. I just wanted this. I'm sorry." I'll make an observation. the The car that he was driving and the suit that he had on. Apology opened, was not an option. He went to open his door. First of all, he went to open. He's like, yeah. "What did you say?" And he went to open his door. And I think I said something, and I don't quite remember because, you know, it kind of all goes together. But I think I said something like, yeah, you should probably close your door. Yeah. <laughs> you, you, you don't, Richard. You're so mean to people. Just because you're I mean, because people try to start shit, and they don't realize I'm as big as I am mm -hmm. until I get out of my car, and they're like, well, you're just an asshole. And they get back in their car, and they speed away. Well, yeah, because unless they they have a concealing carry, well, it's not going to go very well. Or a bat or something else. Yeah. But that was kind of the epitome of, epitome of my two weeks. It just I, kind of culminated in one little transaction there between two people. And I realized I was wrong for yelling at him. I wasn't wrong for calling him out. Because I think without knowing, you can't make, you can't correct yourself. You can't correct your behavior. So you have to. Yeah, being silent, you know I mean? being silent is not as worse as the act itself. But at a certain point, it has Let's to be Let's say addressed. nobody ever corrects his behavior. He just thinks it's normal. He thinks it's the correct behavior. Yeah, he thinks that it's correct to continue to do something and, that's not the and right yeah, way yeah, I was sarcastic it. when I said, you know, don't worry about those signs. They don't apply to you. I probably could have left it there. 
You could have, but but he acted like he didn't hear me, which I just irritated wish me so bad that I was there for this. I I have a love for road rage because yeah. I this wasn't road rage. This was this was, was like, like retail rage. You were, <laughs> you you were in a car and you were mad. That's road yeah. rage. And the only I wasn't driving. I wasn't moving. <laughs> you were trying stationary. to. You would have been fine if somebody didn't cut you off. I just I kind of enjoyed it a little bit, though. I got to tell you, once it's all said oh, and done, if so, yeah, yeah. The, the part that was so re, it was affirmation was the McDonald's when person she, going, yeah, yeah you, she sure, you were wrong, and I was like, yes, the yes, win, yes. the W, because you never get that, right? No, no. Normally, those people stay out of it, like anybody Correct. that's yeah, and then, oh, yeah. then you're stuck doing it because well, they don't want to lose their job. And if anything, you're also an asshole, if not the biggest asshole, for calling him out. Now, here's just the funny part: the lady that was in front of him, she was in like a Explorer or something. She was watching all this in her rearview mirror. And so I pull up and I get my drink. And she's kind of around the building, but she's pulled out to where I can see her. And she's just staring at me. You could have been TikTok famous. Oh, my God. She was just staring at me. And so now I pull up and I'm putting my drink in in my Yeti. And she pulls down the driveway, which now she's going the other way. And she's pointing at me. And she's going, and I can't hear what she's saying, but she's pointing at me and yelling I'm like, I can't, I can't, and I'm, I'm doing the thing with my fingers to my ears. Like, I can't hear you. Like, I, I just got these today. Right, I like, can't hear you. Yeah, anything. I don't know what you're talking about. That enraged her even more. I'm like, what the hell? Did I have a sticker on my forehead or something? Yeah, I don't know what I did. But anyway. Some people, like, get mad because you go against the grain. Because for that person, him cutting through there, that was normal for him. And then for you to call him out, yeah, you had the support of the people at McDonald's. But there are some people that, and the reason why that gentleman gets to keep doing that stuff is because the people that don't argue, the people yeah. that just let it happen. And Nobody's ever called him out, probably. Yeah. Like, he's just done the bad behavior. Whatever he's done. Not even just that. He's probably an alpha male. Like, nobody can tell me what to do. A-type, and then somebody mm-hmm. And here's this him. guy. Here's this contractor in a truck just going, hey, buddy, you're a dumbass. Yeah. And he doesn't like it. No. I mean, he could have just got his meal and gone on and said, I'm well, sorry. Well, like I said, he could have conceded. Fault. And there's so many Correct. levels of conceding. Just keep his mouth shut. That's yeah. a form of conceding. All conceded. he had to do. He... he don't open your door. Didn't don't say what did you say. Don't keep trying to start it. Like just have the window open. Order your food. Drive away. That's what I would have done. I'd Take your like, lick. He, he did something wrong. He would have got his mm-hmm. licks back from you yelling yeah. at him. That could have been it. I got out of my system. Yeah. Now my wife tells me all the time, you got to let that shit go. Yeah, but there's there's this. I'm 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 so into. So being it brings able up, to let brings up the bigger picture of is is there any time road rage is acceptable when it's like or that? justified? It's it's so hard because I want to say yes. But that's because I love watching people get mad. <laughs> I don't. I've. I have never had road rage. I've been cut off and never. been like, and been like surprised, and or been like, "Well, I have kids. That's ridiculous." But it's never been like, "You have to suffer now because I'm angry." Mm. That has never happened to me. And one of my best friends, he used to like. I would have thought that was going to get him killed. His unreasonable, like he was so petty that he would get mad at somebody talking on the phone. Then he would break laws to catch up next to them, just to go nah, 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 on it on like that. Mm-hmm. Like you just did ten things worse than she did just to let her know she's stupid. Mm-hmm. And he's like, yeah, but she had to know. Like, like he, so I love when other people get road rage. Uh, but no, it's probably bad. I I would, mm-hmm. I would dare say it's probably. Okay, so bad. I'm trying to think of a time when my wife was in the car when she thought it was acceptable, and I actually came up with one. Oh, okay. And this is probably. Oh, God, we're probably talking 24 years ago, 23 years ago. Jeez. A long time ago. I was 10. Naperville. You know where Naperville is? I do. Okay. It's just it's, it's south of south of the south, mm, southwest of the city, south yeah. of the s- north suburban part of Illinois. Um, wealthier 
area, a little older but wealthier it area. It is. It's it's the place that everybody likes to act like they're from Chicago. Right. It turns out they're from Naples. Well, they live there because they don't want to live in the city, but they're close enough they can just take the train into the, the city. The people with money but can't afford like high rise buildings, they live in Naperville. Or they don't live in like Bolingbrook or Inverness or Yeah. North Shore, Gold Gold Coast. You know what? I would say it's the poorest rich city. It's like Wheaton, that whole area. Uh Wheaton's like old people though. Right? So I'm in Naperville okay. yeah, twenty four years ago. And we're house sitting for a friend of mine. Okay. House sitting and her dog. And um, my wife had just gotten at the time, she had gotten a nice, beautiful, sporty Camry. And she loved it. And we're driving through the streets. And all of a sudden, we hear like a, a car pulls up next to us and throws something at us. Pennies. Oh. They were pennies. Why? She flips a switch because she's got a new car. And somebody's throwing pennies. No idea. Just random. Just random wow. throwing pennies. She's like, go after him. I'm gonna get their I'm gonna get their tag. I'm gonna call the police. Like, okay. okay. We're probably doing 65 down the side streets. And I am following them. She's on the phone. Cell phones back then weren't what they are I know, now. I'm aware right? they were you don't, the couldn't bro- record on a video. You couldn't do all that. Yeah. She's on the phone with nine. I got a cell phone when I was like 14. I know. I They're know actually telling her, yes, go ahead and follow. Whoa, this what? is back then. Yeah. Like things have changed since then. They're I didn't like, even yeah, know that was ever follow, a time. Right. They're okay. like, go ahead and follow. We did, and we're we're trying to catch up with them. As soon as we give <laughs> so them all of the, the plate number idea. and everything like that, yeah. and we said, you know, this is who it is. They said, okay, we've got it. You can go ahead and stop, you know, tailing them now. Well, apparently they caught up with them because they called us back later that day. There was a warrant out for every single person in the car. There was a warrant out for their arrest. So you're telling me the people that were throwing pennies at people on the highway for no reason. It was just side streets, actually. Oh, side streets, sorry. For uh, no reason. On the road. But they had been doing this. They were people who have broken the law mm. before. Oh, imagine. Oh. Right. So they're like very, very, very grateful that we called because they're like, well, now we know where they are. And they had a reason to stop them. And they went and arrested them. And these people were going to jail. Yeah. For other reasons. Though. For other reasons. Yeah. Right. Because they had warrants. But rightfully so. Right. Now, they said, do you want to press charges? And I'm like, no, I yeah. don't want to do that because they, I don't want my name on any. Yep. And any they got to deal with their other stuff. Correct. Yep. Correct. Um, Man. So that was my. That's an acceptable. I. I it's weird know. that she would have been like, go after him. But I think because of the new car, she's like, go after him. Yeah. No, I'm, I did. I'm glad you had That's that That's kind moment. of her hero that day. A little bit. <laughs> just that one day? Just, just one day. <laughs> not since. No, never. Not, not no, even one day. Time. Not even one time since. <laughs> no. Just that one when, time. What else could I you have done? I still think of it. That's why it came to me so That's, quickly. I, I've I've actually like seen Reddit posts about that where like guys will get compliments or have like memories like that. And we can celebrate that memory for like 25 mm-hmm. years. Uh, but like a woman needs something every day. Validation. <laughs> you you got to say yeah. something to them every day. Well, and they've got a memory like an elephant, right? Now I'm not no, saying yeah. they're as big as an elephant. I'm saying they no. have a me- <laughs> like they have memories. Like, do you remember the time 15 years ago when you didn't uh, open the door for me? You know, I was, I, was, I don't open the door for you a lot. I know. I don't remember. I, you know. well, I always open the door for my wife because I'm a gentleman. So I don't know what your problem is. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I just mouthed the I word to I you. Know, I don't know what you're talking about. So, <laughs> I I treat my wife like a queen. So the password is blank whipped. <laughs> Whatever, that's okay. I live a very happy life with very minuscule things about me. So I, I take it and I love it. Uh, okay, so I went back and listened to some of our previous episodes. Have you? I've I, I've not listened okay, so to any of them. Yeah, you just you suck. Um, I listened to the first one, but some of the things we've talked about are like living paycheck to paycheck. We talked yep. about that last week and or last episode. No, that was and like, and was that? That's yeah, it was, it was last oh, episode. Okay. And, and I think that, um, well, just because of how we record these, yeah, I can understand your thought process there. But yeah, um, 
but we talked about that and it kind of led me to some other thought processes. And then I went back into one of our initial episodes where we talked about the girl who was living beyond her means yeah. and was on TikTok and all that. And so it got me thinking about how people see others living and they want what that person has. And it's maybe not always what they think. It, I would dare say it never is. Isn't that just like, a, aren't you getting close to the parable of the grass is always greener on the Correct. other side? So, yeah, good way to be very acute there. Appreciate you, that. Well, okay, yeah. cool. Yeah. I, I don't know if I would have gone with that one, that particular parable, but yeah, it's apropos. As your 25 cent word of the day. Thank you. Uh, can you spell that? I can't spell green half the time, <laughs> so I don't know what you're talking about. I can do ridiculous math and solve problems so nobody should, but you I went back into my I went back into my, you know, memory bank as a kid, because I think that's where your memories start to form and you start to think about, okay, what did I do as a kid? What Early on, what did I think? And have I carried that through? And there was two episodes that I can vividly remember where I thought one thing and it was another. From us? No, no, no. Like, oh. I th I always... When you say I episodes, didn't, I didn't come, what do you mean? I didn't come... Well, like two instances in my, my life. Oh, okay. Where... I made decisions to do something and, I, and it turned out to be not what I thought it was, but I made those determinations or those decisions based on, I wanted to be that person. Like okay. I wanted to live like that person. They, they emulated something that you Correct. wanted to or my emulate. Or my family did in, in, gotcha. in the second case. So the first one I'm going to tell you is I was in fifth grade. Now oh, I had wow. gone to a private school. What's that? Of course you did. Yeah. I went to a private school K through four. Okay. Okay. It was Montessori school. So when I say private, it's What's just, Montessori it, it, mean? Um, there you're more creative. It's more one-on-one -on -one studies. It's not a, it's not classroom necessarily. Mm. Um, not so much anymore. They, they have some of them, but not so Did much. Did they make anymore. you wear a helmet in this class? Um, it was optional. <laughs> okay. It was optional. I feel like there were padded yeah. walls. I had three, I had three kids in my fourth grade class. Cool. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm happy for you. And we did a lot of creative stuff. Like, um, I was, um, I did stuff like, I, I drew on timelines. So for history, they would make us roll out this paper and, and draw and create these timelines for history. What an interesting way to, for you to grasp how the time Correct. moves. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And so it was it was a creative process versus opening a book and going, okay, the the war of 1812 was in, right? Okay. 1813. Right. So <laughs> we did these timelines and it was great. And then um, we had some pets like mice and frogs and stuff. And we got to learn about animals and we had rocks and we had grams, like the little, the little cubes for grams. Now, if you were a drug dealer, that would have been a great upbringing because you would have been able to measure out all well, that Well, for stuff, me, grams comes from a special device that you hold up and it allows you to weigh bags because oh, right. I grew up in a house mm. that that's how we measured grams. So yeah, these were little cubes. And so you would put them on the scale and you say, okay, that's eight grams and that's by volume. And so I just remember all these little things, but anyways, yeah. so I got into fifth grade and I, it was a culture shock for me because I went to now this big public elementary school. Oh. I was in one class of 30 kids Yeah, and there was probably three different classes in the fifth grade. And so maybe four, maybe I think it was three. And um, so this one guy in my class, his name was Travis. I hate, I, thought, I hate anyone named Travis. Just kidding. <laughs> thought he, I thought he was very wealthy. Okay. And I'm like, I've got to be his friend. Cause I, I didn't know anything about money until I went to a public school. Like I didn't realize that my parents were poor until I went to public school and realized all these other kids were rich. They had stuff that I didn't I just, have. I have to say I'm very confused because normally you don't hear that the poor children went to the private school. 
Um, I'm not. I don't want you to have to justify, but like that's that's the first time I've ever heard somebody say, "I didn't realize my parents didn't have money." Once I started going to public school, unless they had money and lost it, and then you had to go to public school, that would fit. So I think you got. I think you got to think about it from a different perspective. Notice when I said I had three kids in my class, I didn't really have a grasp on, other than kids in my neighborhood, and I grew up in an apartment building, and they had houses, so I knew there was a little disparity there. But I didn't realize how big was it like a mess. I, I'm just trying to grasp what your parents were doing. Then was it just like a huge effort they were making to give you a leg up? I think and so. And then just after a few years, yeah, I think so. They just I think they were up. like, okay, my, you know, my brother came along, or he was just yeah, ruined everything for you. At four years, at four, fourth grade or fifth grade, how old I would have been? Well, I'm, I'm just, I can see that happening. I can see people struggling parents specifically they're doing every they can making mm-hmm. even more sacrifices day to day to give their kids that private school well, i think because- it was part daycare and part schooling so they dropped okay. me off early and picked me up late you know like five o'clock or whatever so i was there all day i was there from i don't know seven and that's how they i'm five. sure they both worked then and they did yep and so i was just there so it was a little bit of daycare a lot of school and a little bit of daycare. they lived in an apartment so that you could go do stuff well, like that i think they lived in an apartment by necessity but um, they did, but that's what I mean. In. Because if they're putting you in something special like that, that costs money. So it they did. There, I'm sure there were other sacrifices they made sure. to do that for uh, you. And and I'm I'm sure there was. If I would, I'm just saying that's them. a unique experience but I didn't know to that, have. Though. Yeah, you can't. Like you're, as you're a fourth grader, fourth and fifth grade. I, no I just idea. I've just never heard that because I mean, in fourth grade, I thought I met the love of my life. She moved to Texas. I was heartbroken. I mean, you know, there's a lot to take in as a fourth grader. Yes. Well, how how old are you in fourth grade? Nine. Something like that. So in 10? Yeah, so I think by 10, my brother came along. And so I think that's probably one of the reasons they had to pull me out because I couldn't afford it with another child. Anyway, what point a jerk. is, Travis, I thought he was a rich kid, okay. right? And I was like, okay, if I could just be friends with him, then I can live kind of that lifestyle vicariously. Yeah. So I set up a play date with him. I think that's what you call it. How methodical date. of you to mm-hmm. plan yeah. this. Diabolical. And um, so I set it all up and I get, my mom drops me off at his house and I walk in. And it's a fucking shithole. Like, yeah, he probably was poorer than I was. And it shattered everything I thought that I knew about judging people. You were learning perception, too. Absolutely. And so I, I, I went there, and it was the last, it was the first and last time I was ever at <laughs> Travis's house. Oh, no. I was probably so hung up on it at that point that I was like, I can't, I can't do this again because I don't. And then I realized that he wasn't really even well liked at school. Like he was one of the first kids that I, for whatever reason, when you first interacted with him, he gave you this perception. Sure. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that stuck with you. And then as I realized he's not really popular. And if I hung out with this kid and I'm trying to get into a new school here and I don't know if that's a smart idea. And he's kind of, he kind of comes from a poor family. And so I just, I kind of pushed him aside and, I think about it every few years, and I go, "Did I not give him a fair shake?" Did yeah, I, as you kind of didn't. As a person, you kind, yeah, and you kind of because I judged him from the outward appearance. Yeah, well, okay. well, first you saw him in such a bright light because you made a, a a materialistic positive view of him, and then once you realized that wasn't true, you kind of dropped him. Did you drop him, or did you ever? Oh, I, oh like a hot potato. Man. Now I'm going to circle back after the second story. I'm going to circle back why I, I started thinking about this, and it has all to do with social media. Okay. But I think these are good examples of when we didn't have social media, how we did things anyway, like social media, it just, it, it exposes who we are. It doesn't make us who we are. And so I think we were these people anyway. We just didn't have an outlet, if you will, to 
state our opinions and judge such people. a brutal and impersonal way. Right. Yeah. So the second one is my dad got a job with, um, I think he took the job because it was um, still in the restaurant industry, but he didn't have to work in a restaurant and it was so appealing. And this guy seemed like he had a lot of money and he could help my dad get to that next level. I think he fell into that same trap a little bit. Like, Ooh, I see this guy has money. Maybe it's a way that I can get as an adult. Correct. As adult. And so how old were you this time with your dad? We were still in my, we were still in the apartment. It might've been fifth, sixth grade. Okay. Probably some right, somewhere right in there. Maybe, so in the maybe, year maybe sixth grade. I think I was almost 12, rough 11, 12 years old. Okay. And so he took, let's just call this guy. His name is, let's say it's his name is Chuck for point of reference. And so he went to work for this guy, Chuck, and um, he was selling commodities. Now commodities, not in the financial sense, so say but in like, I think but like, yeah, but like sauce in like tomato sauce and tomatoes or, you know, okay. things like that. Commodities that restaurants use every day. Okay. Okay. Things they're going to have in boxes mm-hmm. that they crack open. One of his customers early on was Hooters. I had a Hooters t-shirt and I wore it to school and people were like, what is Hooters? Why is that an owl on your shirt? I'm like, you have no idea, do you? Like, this is where girls walk around in really scantily clad outfits. And, and you felt like the coolest kid ever. I did because they had no idea what it was. And I'm like, oh, I know something you don't know. But, and it's, and I got to go to all these restaurants and it was really cool. I got to know the ins and outs of these restaurants. So anyways, he worked for this guy and this guy gave him um, a Cadillac Seville to drive. Uh, I think at first he had a Oldsmobile 88 or 98, which at that time was a really, really nice car. Had a Cadillac Seville he was driving around. My dad thought he was the shit. Cadillac's always been a high end. He'd always wanted to drive a nice car and he, you know, he was able to do that. And I think he was making a little money in his pocket. And so we went to, um, they planned an outing with his family and our family. And he had some kids and then with just me. And I might've been able to bring one of my friends. I don't remember quite. I think there was like four of us. Went to Great America. In Gurney, Illinois. What is that? Great America? The amusement park? Never been. Six Flags? Great America? Oh. Oh, I think I went like one time. As a okay. Kid. Sorry. So it's a big amusement park up in Gurney. Six Flags and, covers it. Yeah. And this is back when you put a lot of quarters in the machine. Now it's just, you know, swipe the card or ticket, you know, whatever. Oh, yeah. You get, you know, wristband or whatever. But you had to actually have quarters to go play the games. And we were there most of the day. And then we sat down to eat in this, like, picnic area. And Chuck pulls out. it had to be the biggest wad of rolls of quarters, not like just a roll of quarters. But like a he like handed of... each kid like two rolls of quarters. It's so like twenty bucks. And which... how, well, each one is ten. Ten, yeah. So each kid got twenty, and so there was like yeah. But 80 I mean, bucks. I'm not trying to be a douche to you, but like how and you were twelve, mm-hmm. so that was thirty years ago. Uh thirty eight years ago. Thirty. See, I'm being nicer than I should have been. So twenty dollars back then, like every game, you just put a quarter in. Yeah. Right. So it was, it was fantastic. I mean, you had two rolls of quarters, put them all in. There you go. Anyways, I thought this is the best thing ever. This guy is the most generous person in the world. We had a great time. It was wonderful. Maybe a month or two later, um, my parents had to leave in the middle of the night for something. And I was like, what the hell's going on? They're like, just going to take you over to grandparents' house. They didn't live that far away. And they had to go take care of something. So it turned out that my dad had worked for this guy for I don't know, maybe a year or two. Never paid his taxes. Never paid his payroll taxes. And he was basically responsible for them. Um, the guy or your dad? My dad. Because and he hadn't paid them. Because he hadn't paid them. Yeah. And so 
um, he was on the hook for everything. And what was happening is he was moving out of his house in the middle of the night because he was having to declare bankruptcy. And Be clear, your dad? Oh, the, the guy, other guy. The owner. Mm-hmm. The okay. owner. So not only was he losing his job, he was on the hook for all these taxes for a couple of years. I mean, we're talking serious money, you know, talking yeah. twenty, thirty, forty thousand dollars back, you know, back then. Probably. Maybe maybe I mean, this story got dark. It did. Yeah. <laughs> and so they went out, they drove out, he lived on the North Shore, and they drove out and they caught him just as he was moving out and they confronted him. And he's like, I'm dead broke. I'm moving wherever he was moving in the dead of the night because he thought that the IRS was coming to get him and the authorities were going to come and arrest him. So he was leaving in the middle of the night. And I had always propped this guy up as, I think this is who my dad wants to be. He wants to be this guy that's got a lot of money, lives in a beautiful house. I'm assuming your dad did want to. Of course. Yeah. But then by, by default, so did I, because I saw everything that this guy's kids had and they had all, they had everything, right? Any toy, any clothing, what, shoes they had everything but it was all a facade well it was real it just wasn't justified it was wrong for him to have it well he had it by he had it criminally essentially yeah Yeah. you know he was he was stealing his employees money and spending it on himself you know so fraudulently and so he was propping up his lifestyle with other people's money well that's i've 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 seen a ton of stories and read a lot about individuals who make we've talked about this people who make millions a yep. year live paycheck to paycheck dead broke yeah because they've they've got themselves if you so talk to rich people and this is a happiness thing not a money thing but they'll tell you the people that they know that make 50 to hundred thousand dollars a year are the happiest people that they know and the guys that they know they make 10 million dollars a year are the most unhappy people in the world it all depends on what because money doesn't make it. you happy yeah. it's an avenue to get you to the point where you but want to be happy so but if you're easy. not happy in general I, I I can make that statement to make sure that it's a piece of wisdom that's shared. But as somebody who just got out of feeling that pressure every second of every day, it's so much easier to say that when you have money. You know, probably. You, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. it's so because I mean, and maybe you don't come to the realization until you have money. No, I I definitely realized it and tried to get myself in the mindset, but I always had that disdain of like, yeah, but it's way easier to say that up on your hill. Sure. You know, you may be right, and I, I can actually agree with you philosophically, but it's way easier to say it up there. But what if? Yeah. But what do you say to the people that are making thirty, thirty-five, forty thousand dollars a year, and they retire a millionaire because they just save all their money and they live basically the exact same dirt poor, you know, or with just the well, very, it's di- very it's minimal, dirt poor minimalist, to you, right? but they're, it's, it, they're they're very happy with it. They only need a small, you know, house to live in I am, or an apartment. I am inches away from trying to convince myself to like get out of gaming completely so I can drop my internet, drop my Xbox, mm. save myself. Not a, not a super lot, but I mean, just to, but imagine what you do at that time. Well, uh, it's not even just the dollars. I would like the to dollars think that instead second. of reinvesting it into money, I think I would like to reinvest it into my family. My, my son's getting older and he's asking you such weird, but awesome questions. Uh, but it's, it's the weird thing. So like when he'll hit now, because they're learning like days of the week and the months in school. So he'll ask me how many days until the weekend, how many days till you ha- don't have work and I don't have school. Mm-hmm. And so we count those days down. And then when it gets to be like two days, so like on Thursday, he'll be like, dad, when you don't have work and I don't have school, can we go outside and throw the ball? Mm. And it's so corny. Cause you're like, that doesn't happen, but it happens. Mm-hmm. My son has asked me to go out and play catch with him or, well, sometimes he'll ask me if we can do stuff in the house that we shouldn't, but it's he wants he wants that stuff and then I uh, 
we had that conversation of like, well, what are you doing to better yourself after six o'clock? You know, from like six o'clock until 10 or midnight, Mm -hmm. what are you doing to make your life better? But I'm very quickly realizing that maybe that time I shouldn't be reinvesting in how to make more money. I should just be spending more time with my kids. And that's actually something. What about both though? You can, you can definitely do both. And I think that that's the, the real hard part is accepting your means, making changes appropriately, and then acknowledging that you can do both. It's just really hard. So they always say the difference between people who have money and don't have money are what they do between seven and 12 or five and 10. Whatever. The, yeah, it's, 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 it's basically the time frame that normal people clock out before you normally and go sit to on bed. the couch and watch TV and do yeah. absolutely nothing. That's when you, that's when you make the difference. Yeah. And that, and that's one of the reasons why I've been recently considering what would happen if I put those things away. Now I hope my wife never listens to this because that's all she wants me to do is to stop playing video games. But it's, but can't you balance that out? I mean, it doesn't have to be an everyday thing, but can't you give yourself, okay, on Mondays and Thursdays or Wednesdays and Saturdays, I'm going to game and then the rest of the week, I'm going to spend it with my family, equally my family and growing a business. You can, you absolutely can, but it's so Imagine easy. if you spent two hours a night with your kid. It's so easy to say you can right? without actually exercising it to do it though. What if you just split that five hour time period? You spent two and a half hours with your son and your son and daughter, so or but you have yeah, two sons. I have, no, I, I do have two sons, but right. so the twins are boy girl. Yep, and, uh, then, you and have, then I have another and then son, little one. Okay. The singleton's a son. Yeah. So the twins, just imagine because they're older. If you spent two and a half hours a night just with them, doing yeah. nothing else, and then said, "Okay, now they're going to bed, and I'm going to spend the next two and a half hours working on us, working on our family, working on our finances, working on growing a business." Whatever. That would be the best thing ever. The issue, though. It takes discipline. It does. And and the discipline is something that we're even. It's so easy to say this is the one fix. But one thing that's really hard for us is my wife is starting her own business right now. And because of her juggling when I'm at work, I'm already at work. I'm I'm already squared away. She already started it. She didn't. She's not starting it. She's. Well, it's still the process. It's in the infancy stages, but yeah. she started it. Yeah, she has well, actually. Honest, she did start it. Yeah, it yeah. has been started. We've had two clients. Okay. Uh, two clients have paid Better money. Than zero. Absolutely. Uh, and she's working on partnerships. Like she's, she's jumping from, oh, this kind of works to let's sign a contract to where I'm using your facility and you're paying me. And so it's 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 paying off. But good. But seeing her and hearing and being a part of her struggle uh, is more eye-opening that like it's making obviously it makes it harder on me because when i come home she she had to take care of kids she had to take care of the house she had to take care of her business she can't do all three i don't expect her to do all three so then it's like okay um i hope she worked on work because that's what she wants so if i i hope that's the one that never fails but if she didn't do the house i worked all day i now have to work on the house and it's not her fault but now i'm working on the house and now i'm not playing video games and i'm not spending time with the kids and if she kept the house up and she worked on her business, then the kids didn't get their homework done. And as much as I love doing homework with my kids, I don't mean that sarcastically, I actually really enjoy teaching them. That's not the same quality time because the kids at this point are out of their I'm doing homework stage. Mm-hmm. And they're the daddy's home. Look at the house. It's basically bedtime. Uh, there, there, There isn't a balance struck. But that's what we're doing. We're mm. working on... I, I might disagree with that just a little bit because the time that you spend with your kids are time spent with your kids. I, it doesn't really matter what you're doing. They just want to spend time with you. I think at the end of my life, you're right. And what I mean by that is that they're going to be able to say as adults... When you reflect. My dad sure. did this. Mm-hmm. But in a weird way, I'm kind of getting greedier with it that I don't want to just be able to say I sit next to them. I want to... 
I don't I don't want to go over them and talk about how I'm frustrated they changed the way math works. I want to I want to sit down with them and I want them to recite a memory from when they were in fifth grade about something that I said to them, which mm. obviously they're not even in fifth grade yet, so I've got a little time to do that. But it's it's appreciating that and being able to say, you know what, it does suck when I'm angry about it, but it's being able to put that away and spend that little time with them. But then I've already made I've the the ability to choose to put the video games up was taken from me, but there's no individual to blame for it because my wife didn't do anything wrong. She's just bettering herself and she's trying to hold the house together. She said something recently to me because she's shopping around for daycares and I was playing a video game when she said this to me. So maybe I am the jerk, uh, but she's like, you know, you could help me try to find somebody. And I'm like, well, I'm, I'm, I'm taking care of the kids today. And she's like, well, what I mean is when you had a job and the kids showed up, I took care of it for you because I stayed home. And I was like, yeah, you're right. So I spent like the next day at work uh, in between phone calls and uh, doing projects. I looked up a few places. Now I found out my wife had already called every single one of them. But it's the idea that didn't even cross my mind. Didn't even think about it. She just wanted to know that you cared. Yeah. And I am, I don't want to toot my own horn too much, but I, I make a conscious but here effort. here you go. Yeah, I know. I'm going to do it anyway. Mm-hmm. Toot toot. Uh, I try every day to tell her that I'm proud of her or to ask how I can help, but that doesn't remove the difficulties that have come from these life changes that we're making. So we're getting into some territory that um, I've had this conversation with a few people and said, you know, that I listen to a lot of podcasts. We do a podcast. I do some other podcasts. We, I listen to a lot of them just a, to get, kind of an idea of what's being talked about out there, get some ideas. Not, I'm not saying stealing ideas. I'm not saying, hey, I listen to this guy podcast and I want to talk about the same thing. Hey, they're thing. talking about it. There's no different than us talking about something we heard about at work. No, but it might spark something in my head of, oh, okay, I can kind of relate to what they're talking about in a different way and I'll bring that up on the podcast. Yeah, well, you're lucky enough to have such a wonderful setup. Well, not lucky. You fought for this and you created this. It's literally your best opportunity to say what your thought is. Right. I have so, a platform. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I had, um, I do a, I do a monthly business podcast. It's called plug the journey, <laughs> small business success stories. Um, and I, I had, see a, it. I had a couple of girls from a um, local marketing company in here, but they're really strong, independent, powerful women. They've been doing it for a decade and I got a chance to interview them. I've been trying to get them on for about a year and we did it. And, um, it was so fun. I mean, I had a really good time talking. I know both of them personally. Um, they're a customer of mine. I'm a, I, I've been a customer of theirs. Um, and But we just, our schedules just didn't mix for the last year. And so finally got them in here and we talked for an hour and a half yesterday. And Nobody's was, schedules mixed for the last year. Not really, honestly. We're, no. Well, because COVID hit. Yeah, we're approaching the one year anniversary for the 15 day lockdown. <laughs> <laughs> if, you, if you're not aware of that. <laughs> I am. Um, and, and so... Um, I was trying to get them in here for about the last year and a half. Now I did a, I did the previous podcast last month on this, on the same podcast. Um, I did it on a phone call with a, with a consultant and it just wasn't the same. I mean, it was fine. It was good. We, you know, we communicated well. Well, that's what I told you every time. And you're like, we can do this on the phone. I'm like, I love our conversation. Yeah. I'm just talking to you, but you lose a lot of it. You can't see the person's energy. Like when I walked in here today, you, you could kind of feel my yeah, energy. Great. Yeah. And you even commented on it, but a little bit, um, but I always talk to people when, I, when I'm discussing podcast ideas because um, even though this is my deal, right, I own, I own the network. I own 511 Media Group. 
Um, First of all, you, when you say I own and you start like, building up for a list, it yeah, sounds, I know. It sounds I like you're just making an asshole. I know. <laughs> it sounds I know. like you're making, no, it makes it sound like you've got like seven cars in your driveway. No, no, no. Well, don't, don't get me, don't get me, four. I, I know, but my, my, yeah, but that's one for a business and then your wife's, you know what I mean? It's, it's and then mine, is, which is covered in the car. I almost feel like you're painting a picture like you're a bigger asshole than you are. No, I, well, I just want to make sure that that's I have aspirations. Known. Okay. And yeah. so we've got right now on the books, we've got five podcasts. We have six, seven, and eight coming. Um, we've got a mom's podcast coming. We've got um, a rock and roll podcast coming. Yeah. Um, we've got a women in business podcast coming. So there's a, there, we're going to have quite a few what on the a, network. Yeah. And my point to all that is I wanted to, and so what we're talking about here, and this is where it is, again, apropos, I wanted to have one where a bunch of guys just sat around and discussed the issues that they have that I don't think anybody really talks about. I mean, you know, we talk about all this masculinity and, and misogyny and everything in our, in our culture and trying to get women and men equal. Let's be honest. They're not, there's no. just not men are not equal to women. Women are not equal to men. We each have our own individual strengths and differences and we should applaud those and we should embrace those and not try to make everybody the same. And that's just my opinion. And people can disagree with that. And I'm probably going to get slack for it, but that's just, it's the fact. It's not an opinion. It's well, I, fact. I think We're different. I, it's the confusion of what equal has to mean. My, my wife will never rock behind me or in front of me because we are equal. Uh, am I the one that has to do most of the physical labor? But that's not what I'm talking about. Yeah, I'm, no, but I'm that, not talking about as a human being. I'm talking about that's we my all point, have different but that's how they assign it to it, though. They assume that when you make that statement, you must be talking as a human being when it's not. It's you're, you're expressing the fact that we all bring something different, not just man to woman, but man to man. You and I bring something two completely different things to this table when we talk. But to act like that a man and a woman can bring two different things to the same table, that's blasphemy. Now we have a problem when that's just how it is. There's no there's no difference. So let's be honest. A woman, a woman, a woman, a woman, <laughs> a woman can only have a child. A man cannot. That's true. Biologically, that's a fact, right? There, yep. So you can't hold that against a man, which I know some women do. They hold it against the man like, well, I have to have the children. Well, I'm sorry. I wasn't born with a uterus. It's a roll of the dice. Nobody, okay? nobody has any control over that. I can't, I can't help that. I die sooner. Okay. Um, the other part of that is men then struggle with two things. A, we're supposed to be the man of the house, the strong man, provide for our families and everything else. But then we're also supposed to push those feelings that we have aside because we have a family, because we're providing, because we can't show the emotion, but we have them and we're not dealing with them. And so I say all of that to say that I'd like to get a group of guys and different group of guys together on a maybe monthly basis, maybe every other week, but probably monthly, and just have a roundtable discussion about an issue or a couple of issues and kind of get it out so that men can say, Oh, that's just their perspective on it. Well, that's his perspective. That's his perspective. We have the same issue, but you might have four or five different opinions on that issue, but I'm having that issue too. And now I'm being helped to work through that issue yeah. versus having to keep it inside because, and I don't think, I don't, and correct me if I'm wrong, but this is just my perspective. I don't think women see the softer side that men have. And I think we do it privately. A lot of times, I think we have those moments, but we just have them privately and don't show I them. I think to our wives see more of us, like the individual. Like I'm sure, at least with me, I, I don't want to speak for you or your wife, but uh, I know that my wife has seen the more personal and um, I guess soft. I don't know. I don't know how to describe it. The the not stereotype from the 1980s. What a man does. She's she's seen the opposite version of that of me more than anybody else as an adult. 
but that As being said, just she's your partner. Exactly. Exactly. I was going to say, but that's not to say that there aren't times that I walk into my house and I see that the house wasn't kept. The kids didn't get their homework done. And she's telling me that she still has a bunch of work to do. Um, there's a part of me that I think might be bad for me that is one very angry because nothing was done to my knowledge. Obviously my wife didn't sleep all day. I know she did shit, but then there's another part of me. It's like, shut up. She's making changes in her life. You go to work, you have shitty days and you've come home and she's Mm -hmm. taking care of things. And it's like, don't even talk, put it down, help the kids clean up the house. But the whole time that's happening, every time I pick up a cup, I'm like, why is this here? Like, I get so frustrated, but it's still shut up. You know, just put it away. So here's a quick question. Uh, not, not to cut you off. I'm just saying, like, to hear, to hear here's a quick I would question. love to hear that at a round table. Do you think the people who have money and can afford a nanny or an au pair or a housekeeper or a live-in don't have those same issues that you have with your wife? I think they do, but it's not that exact one. Okay. So I, I think having money uh, creates more opportunity for so other we have problems. The, I guess that my entire point is we all have the same issues. They're just different levels of the issue. Yeah, we, well, we, we all have the same feelings. It's what's fueling behind them. Money doesn't think, solve it, Yeah, which is why I brought this up to, to begin with is we can think we want to be like someone uh, resemble somebody, um, they can be a mentor to us, or we have this image in our head that we've got to be this individual, and we it's it's purely in our head, yeah, right? Well, it's, it's not reality. No, it, and and it's it's not just that, but like think about what marketing is. The whole job of marketing is to convince you you want something, whether it's to listen to it's, a podcast, well, whether it's to buy something, whether it's to drink. Marketing something. is to create um, an urgency. Or to, to act. That's right. It, it makes you want something mm-hmm. now, or to partake of something. It and builds something up so that you go, I want that. Yeah. Or I have to do that. Or I have to go there. And but what I think Creates is, a sense of urgency. But what, what is scary to me is when you can't get that, you, you don't feel like you did before you didn't know about it. You feel worse. And it creates this downfall that now because something was put in front of your face that you never had a chance to get, not to say you can't someday get it, but in, in the short term right now, that's not a possibility for you. I think that a lot of people don't have the ability to accept that and end up in the same place they were before they saw it. They're normally lower. They It, it bothers them. It hurts them that they can't achieve that. Something must be wrong with them or somebody has done something to them so that they can't get that. Do you say you love, do you, do you tell your wife you love her every single day? Do you? Okay. So the one thing I struggle with, and I think it's from my upbringing because we just didn't really say it in our house Yeah, is we just didn't say, I love you. We just, I mean, my dad didn't say it. Maybe they said it. Maybe he said it to my mom. Haven't I told you that I love you? You probably have. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, I I tell everybody. Yeah. You want to hug me all the time. (laughs) It's a little weird, but um, it's only weird because you fight every time. You know, what's weird about it is I, I I always say it to my daughter all the time. Mm Mm-hmm. It's more instinctive. And I don't know I why. And I, I think it's because well, children, she's, children she's break part of all me. the rules. She's part of me. No, children break every rule in existence. And I don't mean that like, oh, they're destructive. No, what I mean is your your main priority is survival, right? As mm-hmm. as a being, as something as that a is human. alive. It, regardless of spirituality. Yep. Yeah, you, your, your whole existence is to survive. The second you have a kid... You are happily willing to put down your life for that child. Mm-hmm. They have just completely, from them not even doing anything, you did everything for them to example. get here. Yesterday she came home, she went to the eye doctor. Now she's 22, right? She's still living at home, she's going to Northwestern. Yeah. Um, good kid, good grades. Hey, you're 4. able 0. to provide her yep. better comfort She's still then? living at yeah. home, you know, living with mom and dad just to save, you know, 
to save money um, until her boyfriend gets out of college, which graduates in December, I think, and then they get a place or whatever. Um, oh, you're gonna let them move in together? Yeah, okay. Whatever. Ooh, I know that you can't stop that. You sinners. can't stop the train. You can hope you hope to get out of the way before it hits you. Whatever. Um, I'll stop that. But yesterday train. she went to the eye doctor. It was like five hundred bucks. Oh. She paid for it. Okay. Okay. She's got money. She you know, has a job. Whatever. But I'm like, no. You know what? That's you, your health. Your she's still everything. You live with at home, you. right? Yeah. So I gave her the money back. I'm like, here, here you go. There's something wrong bucks. with my eye, Richard. Too. I've, I haven't went to the doctor yet. But she's but, my child. But damn it. see, I will tell her all the time. I love you. I love you. But it's, and it's not hard for me to say it to my wife, but I think where it goes back to is I see people say it all the time and not necessarily mean it. So yeah. I know there's, there's people that I know close to me that say it all the time. They say it all the time. It almost devalues it. I, I, I can't it agree cheapens with that. It. Yeah. And I'm like, why do you say it? You don't really, and you don't really have that great of a relationship with your husband. <laughs> Or your wife? Aren't you guys you like just about say to get it all the time? Yeah. So are you trying to convince? Thing is, are you trying to convince yourself that you love your husband? It could be like a wife? fake it till you make it situation. And so I'm just like, you know what? I, I I only want to say it when I mean it. And so I actually said it to her the other day, and she's like, oh, "You said it." Is it that I, mean, I just to dive into your life? Is it that rare for you guys? Like, like she says it constantly. She'll okay. probably say it three, four times a day. Okay. I might say it once a week. Okay. So okay. It's, okay. Um. So, but so when you do say it, but the things I do, your actions speak my much actions more louder speak than your words. Louder than my words. Well, as all actions, do. I take care of her in every every facet you can think of. I take care of her. Okay, and so <laughs> no, yeah, I was, I was just know. thinking of little Nikki yeah, the dog. Of course, like, you were. and I yeah. love you. <laughs> yeah. So when I said it to her the other day, she was like, "Oh my god, that's you know she she was that was the best thing ever." Because she waits for it. It's Correct. she longs for it, and I don't do it when she says, "Why don't you say you love me." And the typical thing that she says is, I love you. And I say, thank you. You hit, you hit your own wife with a thank you on, a I re- do. on the regular? Or, I know. Ah. You remember Star well, Wars? Because you got to say something. Okay, you remember Star Wars? Yeah. Han Solo is about to go down Han. into the... Han Solo Just is saying. about to go down into... He's about to get frozen. Where, when she says, I love you, he says, I know. And he says, I know. Mm-hmm. And I think about that every time I say it. I think, what a dick. I shouldn't <laughs> say that because I'm, I'm just like he is, but... Um, oh yeah, it's so terrible to think that you're like Han Solo. I bet that hurts you actually, so much. That was my favorite gun growing up. I like I wanted that toy and then never it made is. it. And then they did. I was like, I'm too old for that. But, Whatever you have it. But I don't. I don't. I don't say it enough. So in 2021, like I make goals. I make weekly, monthly, um, annual, or yearly, and then um, three and five year goals. And they're constantly changing. So my weekly goal is like, hey, I got to get this done, whatever. Yeah. It keeps changing week to week and then month to month. And I keep, you know, reevaluating everything else. But the one thing I wanted to do in 2021 was tell people that I cared about that I love them more. Yeah. Because I think I'm. it's one of those things I'm going to regret later in life not saying it, not doing it, not being that person. And they're going to think, what a dick. He never said I loved you. And I just want the people to know, They'll you know, know. To know that. That that I do love, they'll know. That I love them. Spe- like your wife is going to know, she your knows. daughter's no, going to know. She absolutely knows. But what I mean is, they also are going to be able to serve that purpose. I mean, you're making a change, which is good. I, that sounds like a positive change you should be making. But they can explain. But am it. I doing it for me or am I doing it for other people? I both. guess is the question. I think it's. I think both. I'm doing it for them. Isn't? Do you just like for I'm them? okay with the way it is now? I just think you that obviously aren't because you're trying to make a change. I mean, I'm I, trying to make a change because I think, I think I want to make sure that she knows. Then that's for both of you. Maybe because yeah. you because you care about her, you more want for her, her to know more for her. Yeah, but if you didn't care about her, you wouldn't care if something. I don't was for want her. If, if something were to happen to me, and I've had a couple of things in the last I don't know eight years or so that 
you know, I've had happen to me that, you know, I could have not been here now. Yeah, could have not come um, on that day. Yeah. And so I don't ever want to have that. It, God forbid that happens. I don't want her to think, did he love me? Did he really? Yeah. Like, did he really love me? I know, and that that's a I, that's I think that's one of the reasons why I. But make these sure are the I conversations I was talking about. Like, we can have we can have a conversation with you know three or four other guys in the room. You got to get some crazy say, people. You got to get like you, the most feminine man. You do can, you say that most... to your wife because you love her, or do you say it because you just, or do you say it because it's both? You feel like she wants you to say it to her. Don't you feel? Don't you? I mean, but think about that for just. I one have second. never felt like my wife. Well, hold on. Obviously, your wife should always want to hear that from you. But what I mean there's is, there's times that she doesn't want to hear it. From well, no, I actually, it's the best time to say it. Oh, so, uh, yeah, I, that's adding fuel to the based on the fact that I don't are I don't say it very often, because no, it comes across as sarcastic. Yeah, she she'll do something. I go, I love you, and that she's just, like, oh my god, she just that wants just makes to, yours she wants so to punch much me worse. Right in the face. Well, I do the same thing, but I it, I don't think it's yours. Probably packs and more I do of a say punch. it just like that. I go, yeah. I love you, yeah. and she's like, oh away from me yeah because now she's like it doesn't because yes. she knows it doesn't no, you mean don't. it yeah. you don't mean she's it like, no you don't well here's the thing though you do it's yeah and that's but, and but not in the way that she wants to hear it i know but at the at the core i guarantee you she still loves that not just for the coy playfulness you know, you know who's mad when i say thank you is my daughter when you say thank I, you yeah when she says i love you and i say thank you oh oh she's well so I, but think about it she has the opposite problem you you are always telling her that I'm you always love her. telling so her. when she's expecting it back yes now now it's a she's, problem she's offended she's isn't like, it weird <gasps> these what? both these people live with you and effectively know you relatively the same as as a father and, and i think a i have a fairly good relationship with both of them like yeah. i have a really good relationship they with probably my both hate you and i have a really good relationship with my wife <laughs> But she, they probably times that she wants to smother me. My they hate you. Absolutely you know wants to smother they, me. Whether it's it. whether it's with the dog on top of me or my pillow, there's days that she just absolutely I, wants to smother me. <laughs> there's been times where we went to if bed. You get, if you if you get up tomorrow and the newspaper says or you see it on the internet that my wife you smothered died of natural me, causes, no. it, you will not be surprised. My pillow I'm in the telling throat. you right now, there are days that I'm such an asshole to her. I would not be. You surprised You have days where you wake that. up and you're like. Pussy. <laughs> I expected I last night to be it. <laughs> so I, I guess, you know, we've been together 28 years. Um, some might say there are times I take it for granted. I think and that's just what happens right. with familiarity. And right. Yeah. Okay. Um, because I, ha and I think the reason is because I have it so good. You, you she do. She actually is such, she is such a better person than I am by far. Like, Inside and out, like people meet both of us, and they're like, "Well, you can leave and just keep her here." Yeah, we want to we want to do stuff. But does, with her. does she always say stuff to you like, like your friends, like they're your friends or something? I don't know. I get that all the time. Um, I I well, I only been together for so long. They're kind of our friends. Yeah, that's know? probably fair. I yes. mean, but I do have my own friends, and she does kind of say that. She's like, "Oh, your friend, whoever." How much older are you than her? She's older than me. Are you sure? Four and a half years. Dang. Well, her birthday is I Sunday. I took away every Super joke I about had. So. She's, she's, uh, her birthday is, is Sunday. Gotcha. Yeah, and I won't tell you how old she's going to be, but she is older than me. That's an important. That's not important how old she is. It is, not, it is not important that she is four and a half years older than me. <laughs> that you're 50. God, it's not important. <laughs> she, she's, she's, <laughs> she's 32 at yeah. most. Yeah, but she's... I, and, and I say this with all seriousness. If she's listening, this is fine, whatever. She... Just from her heart, she is such a better person. I, I can't, I would, I'd probably say that I'm not even half the person that she is. When it comes to morally, just from a compassion standpoint.
Yeah. Because I don't get I don't get riled in, in the way that you saw me. I get riled, but like when something tragic happens, I don't I don't cry a lot. Yeah. I'm okay. Let's let's get over here. Let's do this. I'm very so analytical you're saying about it. You're saying you both I don't have bring a lot of emotion. You both bring something different to the table. We do. Yeah, and and we play off each other, yin and yang, if you will, whatever. And it really works for us. Um, she's short. I'm tall. <laughs> you know, the most rudimentary right. of comparisons. I'm down, down to the you yeah. Know, anything out of the, the bottom drawer below the sink. That's what my wife gets. Anything above the fridge. That's where I live. She's just such a better person than me. And I, you know, and I could say it all day long, but she just really is. She's got a better heart than I do. She's smarter than but I see, am. For the for the exact same thing that you're describing is to a T how I feel about my wife. But the difference is, is I can't miss an opportunity. And by the way, she didn't pay me to say all that. No, I'm I just well, saying it. No, the other things that you've said, I guarantee Hoping she'll never hear this. Like, that's, this is the one I least wanted to hear. She wants to hear the one where I cuss way too much. That's fine. She, that's, but for some reason, when I'm being extra I'm nice. I'm going to send this one to her. I don't, to yours. You don't, mm-hmm. you don't have a way to reach my wife. Yeah. You, so, you want re- bet? regardless. You uh, bet TikTok, pal. The point is, <laughs> we're going we're gonna to have to stop the TikTok thing going on. <laughs> Uh, but the point is, was, that's actually one of the reasons why I make sure that I tell her that I love her constantly. Mm. To bring it back to that, the I love you thing, I I can't imagine not, I say it when we're mad at each other. I just don't want it to be empty. No, I get it, but I think that you decide whether it is empty. Mm. If if I it's mean, a, if it's a, I'm saying it because it's what I have to say when I leave, yeah, and, and it can get mundane, but like, I, I, my wife and I, every day, as long as we remember, we, we, before I leave, we have prayer, we have at least two long hugs. And there's an eye contact, I love you, every single time. And that's where I have the guilt. Like, it, she says it before I walk out the door. Like, if we're if we're together, she says it before I walk out the door. And I go, I know. Okay, bye. Love you. You know, whatever. I know. Yeah, okay, I know. Thanks. <laughs> bye. I know. You want to go bother somebody else, right, please? I'll be back later. Whatever. And I just think, man, if I ever got hit by a car... Like that would be the last thing out you about. said to her, right? Yep. And and she would feel like shit. All all the more reason why forever she would be like that guy. Sucks and you know, asshole. there's going to be a day where she's going to say that to somebody, and that, not to say that should be your reason, but I mean that's going to be something that sits with her. Well, that's why I don't want it yeah, to happen. That's that's exactly my point. And and you don't want her to ever, in a weird way, you don't want her to have that ammo to say to somebody else about you, because you don't want to leave that impression. So, you know, the other thing I think about, and, and this, is gonna, <laughs> this is how my brain works. Is this why you asked me if I wanted to know what we were going to talk about this yeah, time? Because you've I, never asked me that before. No, I, I kind of wanted it's more to be unguarded stuff. on this. Yeah. No, I love I love coming in here un, unguarded and exposed. It's Boy, great. That, it was a loud That was. That was can. so satisfying. Again, <laughs> wow. I have not had pop since the last time I was here. And, oh, this is like my treat. I love Pepsi over Coke. Coke, oh, soda. McDonald's Coke, you're Pepsi in a McDonald's can. Coke. No, Pepsi in a can or Pepsi in a bottle. And then Coke at McDonald's. It's it's a different flavor. No, altogether. I I completely agree. I actually don't like Coke unless it comes no, out of a can. I, it's too. Um, actually, Pepsi, Pepsi's got a little sweeter taste. to The it. only time I really love a Coke, and it's completely for nostalgia, at my grandmother's house. It's got to have ice in it. A can out of her fridge poured into a cup with ice in it. With ice in it. Yeah, that's that what is, I did at my grandma's. Yeah. Yeah. It, oh, that's that's where I got hooked on it, and then she had the little thin glasses, so you could just put like about a half yeah, a, half, a, half a can. And that's all you got. You got a half a can. Yep. And that was and a lot. if you drank that, then you have to wait for the other half a can for later. Yep. Um, but go, go ahead. You. Were. But so what I was going to say is, completely lost my train of thought. Uh, I asked you about bringing this play. Why you asked me. Yeah. Okay. If I so, to know. Um, so then I start thinking about, because people have affairs all the time, right? <sighs> Disgustingly. 
28 years I've been with my wife, never cheated on her. Yeah. As far as I know, she's never cheated on me. Right? Isn't that funny how we can say that? Well, my I, wife, I mean, wake, my wife will wake up and like, you cheated on me in my dream. And here's the like, funny thing do is anything. she'll say all the time, I would never do that to you. And I'm like, that scares me more because you're not even acknowledging the fact that it could just happen and you didn't expect it. Hold on. When you say not expect, do you mean forced upon her? No. What okay. I mean is... There could be a confluence of, of events. I think that we're about happen. to have our first like argument, like disagreement right now. Okay, I love this. I ha- bring it. Um, <laughs> so let's say that, for instance, okay, um, she's mad at me. Mm-hmm. I do something, not cheat on her, but like I do something that really irritates her and pisses her off. Mm-hmm. And she goes to whomever at work or friends or whatever, and she gets comfort and she happens to run into somebody and meet them and connect with them and whatever. And it happens and she doesn't see it coming and it just happens. She's not saying that could even possibly happen. She's saying definitively, no, I would never do it. And I always say, yes, you could. There is absolutely, even if it's a point oh 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 one percent chance, there's still a chance. It's kind of like there's still a chance you could do it. And so she won't even recognize that there is a chance that she could possibly do it. And that's what we fight about. I can't put this mic deep enough into my mouth <laughs> to let you know how wrong you are right okay, now. Go ahead, Brent. I I am staunchly in the agreement with your wife okay. that I agree that when you make that decision, you have to go against it and then make all those other decisions to allow it to happen. It will be unless rape is involved. It is a conscious decision all the way through. Yeah, and, and and I'm going to disagree with you because everybody I've talked to that has had an affair never saw it coming. Well, no, no, because at one point they were happy and wouldn't sure. have considered it. Sure. But instead of making the appropriate adjustments, whether that mean reinvest and fix the relationship or cut off the relationship to keep themselves honest, they still chose to do that. What if she goes to a party, she gets completely drunk. Oh, that she chose to do Some, it. Okay. I'm just saying. I, uh, no, right there. That's what you just happened. lost me. But she chose to drink, okay. and she let herself become. But what she's saying is, it would never. I and I've gone through all of this. Now you're talking to somebody who has chosen to never drink because I have made sure that that's never going to happen. Okay, but to that's me. more of a religious thing, right? No, really. I I was the closest thing to an atheist without saying you're an atheist that you could be mm. up until about six years ago. And you still never drank. Never drink. Mm. I have friends right now in Indiana, because that's where I'm from, that if I said I'm going to drink for the first time tonight, they would cancel their plans and come out here because they want to see what it's like for me to drink. You want me to go upstairs and get your mics? <laughs> Never going to happen. Okay. That's, but that's my They're point. They're delicious. You still make these choices. I can I can make you a drink that you won't even know there's alcohol. I t- that doesn't matter. It's not like I chose so not good. to drink because of, of alcohol. And, and, I, and I drink very little. So I, we're probably equal on that. I chose not to drink because... There is truly alcohol unlocks a part of you does. that I think is best kept under wraps. Now, I know mm. for some people... Doesn't it amplify your inhibitions? Uh, I think it removes all your barriers. Okay, that's... Okay. We're saying the same thing. No, no, because you said it in a positive way as though it's going to unlock you in a great light. What I'm saying is it for it tricks you into lowering defenses that we develop as social creatures that make us more sustained in our life. And you look like an ass. I'm sorry. When people are drunk, you just Couldn't look it be like both? and sound like an It is both. It is both. Because I will say that I, as somebody who's never drank, I acknowledge that there's obviously something that feels great about having that wall shed. I'll give you a for example. Uh, from a, for, not from a woman's standpoint, because mm-hmm. I'm not a woman. But when women drink, they tend to lower their guard 
right? And become a little looser, if you will. I understand. I, and, and maybe I'm saying that wrong, but they just, they're, they're not as guarded. Mm-hmm. And so their inhibitions aren't, you know, what mm-hmm. they should be. And they tend to do things maybe that they wouldn't normally do because they've had a few too many to drink. Mm-hmm. And whether a guy takes advantage of that or not, or whether it's, whether it's consensual, that's a completely separate issue. I'm just simply saying they wouldn't normally act like that, but the alcohol brings them to that point and then they act like that. So my point of contention is they, they would have always acted like that, except they're guarded. And so you take that guard here's away. The thing, they would not have acted like that because they have that guard there for a reason. Yeah, but they do. But They have chosen to partake in something that is going to lower that guard for them. So you're saying when they actually make that choice. To, and they are giving up their a guard, portion of their... They do it knowingly. Yeah, Nobody who has drank alcohol before or understands anything about alcohol drinks not knowing that they are opening themselves up to a litany of things, not just becoming loose. This is like why that. alcoholics relapse all the time. They I think, know what's going to happen. No, I think they alcoholics relapse because it's an addiction. I, I think mm. I think they to relapse. A point, but they yeah. know the struggle that they're going to have to get back on the wagon, right after they after they have a few. Well, I guess right. Let's so let's me. say the guy is sober for ten years. Mm-hmm. Okay, if he goes and has a drink, he knows what he's going to. He knows what he's giving up. Which is why they normally never do it. Well, when they successfully quit, but they there's people never that come on and off the wagon all the time. I know. Because they slow oh, two years here, five years there, three years there, mm-hmm. six months, ten years, whatever it but is. But you know what? What a fantastic improvement to be able to do that than what they probably were before they started going through periods of sobriety. So maybe I'm making and the people at home are probably going, Yeah, I get it, I get it. You're and you're kind of beating a dead horse, but what I'm saying is they know the downside of it, yet they're still making the choice to have that yeah. drink. They're, they're still making the choice to allow that and situation to me, to happen. that's, I understand it's because it's the addiction part of it, but it's kind of like everything else. Like, you can well, be addicted to sex, and you can be addicted to drugs, and you can be addicted your to mind. alcohol. It's anything that alters your So you're your making a choice to have, so this is what I'm, this is kind of what I'm saying to her, going back to the cheating thing, you are making a choice. Ultimately, that's what you're saying as well, but- it's like when you make a goal, right? And then you, you subconsciously do everything during the day or the week or the month or whatever to get to that goal because you've set it, all the things, you don't even know you're doing certain certain things to get to your goal, but you're doing them subconsciously because you've put that goal out there. If you say you're never going to cheat, I think you're setting yourself up for failure because you're so guarded against not cheating, you don't see it coming. So you're, you're, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to come at this at you from a different angle. Okay. So you're saying the reason why you haven't cheated is because you know you can I've made a conscious effort not to cheat, but I'm not going to rule out the fact that it could never happen. Because the idea of saying it will never happen, you think makes you because more I think as us as humans to the chance of it happening, especially men, just us as humans, but especially men, our innate um, inclination is to have multiple partners. I, I think you're definitely talking to the wrong person now. And what I mean by but that that's is... that's biologically a proven I, fact. I agree with that. But what I mean is my perception, I have never had an urge for multiple partners in any fashion. Mm. Now, that might just be me. You and I are different in that. Yes. But uh, to, to, to sum up what you just said, though, as far as you think the reason why you'll, you're never going to cheat is because you know it's a possibility, so you fight against it. I've never said I've wanted to cheat. I'm yeah. saying that there is a... Possibility. possibility. You're saying if you line up 
block A, if B, the, C, if D, the moon and stars there align can properly, be a certain way. Possibly do it. Yep. Okay. That's what I'm saying. And what I'm saying is, I know I will never cheat because I know we're that, saying the same that, thing, yeah. except we're saying it differently. I'm saying yeah. I won't do it because I'm making a conscious effort because I'm so hyper aware of it yeah. that I'm not going to do and it. And that's exactly what I do. But because of that, I can say I never will because I'm doing those the conscious and effort. And the argument to her is, you're not even allowing the possibility of it for to, to happen. Now, I and you're always guarded against it. But I and maybe to your point, I think her just blanket statement is I just don't really care about guys that much to want to have an affair. I that, love you and that's it. And that's enough for me. And I don't care about anybody else. I think and that almost, helps. To, almost blindly. I'm like, well, but that's even worse because you, you're never going to see it coming. Then yeah. Cause then what if you do correct? My, my wife has said the same thing. Uh, my wife has actually asked me before. She's like, is there, she will regularly say, is there anything you want to tell me? She's like, yeah, let, let's just talk. Say that to me. Well, <laughs> no. Well, I, I, it's because she just. Well, she's had moments uh, where she has like seen somebody without a shirt on and been like, "Wow, okay, I'm going to remove myself from this situation," and like because it gave her feelings. And and I think you could. I think you can be comfortable in your own skin and your own marriage to get past that. No, well, she, we no, have those conversations. No, we have absolutely. We have absolutely. In fact, the very first She'll time point it happened, out. I mean, look, I'm. I, I'm. Some people are a leg man. Some people are an ass man. Some people are a breast man. I love me some boobies. I'm okay? I'm a my wife man, and so we'll be walking along, and my wife will go, "Wow, she's got some really nice tits," and I'm like, "Yeah, they're they're beautiful." She'll point them out to me, knowing that there's no chance in the world that I have a shot with that girl because uh, I barely had a shot with her. So uh, how am I going to get somebody? See, this is where I like that where I do run into weird thoughts in my head because I I have think so highly of myself. I don't think I could ever say I don't have a shot with anyone, mm. but at the same time. I don't have any urge to ever take a shot with anyone besides my wife. Yeah, so I'm, I'm lucky my wife <laughs> said yes because I, I don't know. I think it's still be a bachelor. but And that's so sad. But I, I just can't. She The reason why she asks me that is because she is worried that after, after we're going to be 13 years next month, mm-hmm. after 13 years of marriage, I've never had a pull to another person, not once. And she's worried that the first time I do have one, it'll shatter me. And like will change everything about mm. me, which I think that might be the fairest argument. So we've we've had the conversation, and I hope your wife and you have had this conversation. But the conversation is, if either one of us cheats, it's oh. over. Well, there's no going back. I don't understand. So here's here's the, the not the wrap up, but here's kind of my whole thought process on cheating. I see people take their husbands or their wives or their whatever back, you know, their significant others back after they cheat. I don't know how you could do that. Where there's no trust. There's, it's done. Yeah. You, you either have it or you don't. Yeah. You can't ever, I, I, my wife, my wife and I've had that conversation. I would, I would think about it every single time I would be with my wife. Yeah. I, I would be like, okay, there's been another man here. Here's the thing. I feel like it can be over. And that's different than saying before I met her, she had other guys. Yeah. That's different. Since. I feel like it can together. be overcome. I just. I don't know how I don't because you can't go back to a regular life. Mm -mm. You can't go back to living together, being in the same house. I would almost feel like the only chance you would have would be to completely separate and then attempt to build back up together. And that is the only way I can, like my wife said, like, well, if you cheated, I'd want to make it work. And I'm like, I understand. But if I cheated, something's already far beyond broken. Mm-hmm. And, and and the same thing with her. If you've cheated, something's far beyond broken. I could never imagine my life without her, but I couldn't see us like sleeping in the same bedroom. 
we we would have to completely separate and then find out if we can come back together because there is no back to normal not to say for 15 20 years that maybe if you can figure out why that's the only way in my head i could imagine a marriage of two people who at least at some point in time truly loved each other being able to one of them broke that and to come back together you would have to realize this is broken we are now separated and I mean all the legalities, all the nuances that it would take to acknowledge that, that has happened. And then I think both people, if they want, should try. But try isn't let's try sleeping in the same bed tonight. Try isn't hook up. Try isn't let's let's weigh the odds of whether we should or shouldn't separate. No. Trying is I want to still be your friend. Do you want to still be mine? Is a relationship possible? And then working to see if it is. But you both have to not you both, obviously, but two people would have to acknowledge, no, maybe maybe we can't. Maybe we've grown so p- far apart, we're never going to be able to get back the way it was. Plus, I'd have to give up half my shit. <laughs> yeah, you would. She'd get That would suck. She'd get one and a half of these mics? Yeah, she would. <laughs> and two. No, two of them. You have, you have, oh, yeah. Two of them. Give her that one. That one's the silly. And one and a half of the monitors. I get one of the monitors. Yeah, she'd get one of the two guitars. I'm taking one of the guitars. Half that sign Here's over Here's the way it works. If you find out it's going to happen, just let me know. I'll come over and clean up half this stuff. <laughs> the state sale. And then, and, then, and then when you get things settled, I'll she's give you most of it told back. Me. She's actually joked. She's like, I, wouldn't, I would take your half and I would burn the fucker down. <laughs> I, I, you know what? Just to spite, like she would want none of it. She would just burn it out of spite. I just, I think that I'm lucky enough that I, I have that type of relationship that with my wife, since we were such great friends before. Sure. And we have managed to remain the best of friends through our whole marriage that I really you ever f- wonder what it's like. Okay. So I'm going to play devil's advocate first. I'm not saying I've ever wondered this. Maybe every guy has, I don't know, but have you ever wondered what it would be like if you didn't marry your wife and if you just had carte blanche to kind of go do whatever it is you wanted I, to do? I think, well, I mean, yeah, I think anybody has that thought, but I am wildly depressed at that idea. But so take it maybe to a different level and say, you know, like the grass is greener on the other side. It. We started the conversation by, you know, mm-hmm. with, with that. So let's take it full circle before we get out of here and say, you know, is the grass always greener on the other side? Yeah, but the I dirt, would argue no. Yeah, the reason why, what I always say to that when people's like, well, you know, the grass is always greener on the other side. I'm like, yeah, but the dirt's made out of shit. Like, you know, it's the reason why it looks so Like great. everybody has their, okay, so how I thought Travis, you know, in the beginning of my the conversation, how I thought he was rich and he turned out not to be. And we thought this guy had get hold of all the kid. money. Yeah, I don't think so. And, <laughs> we, you know, this guy had the money and, you know, and it was all fool's gold. And, you know, you think, oh, if I could just be with that woman, I, that would be great because she's got a great body or whatever. Sometimes what you have is far greater than anything you could possibly imagine. Even if you put the perfect person in front of you and said, that's what I want, the person you already have is far greater than that. And I think we lose because lose that's, what people, that's why people cheat is they lose sight of the, sight of the fact that they have that right in front of them. No, some people are just not made for each other. But some I think it goes back to perception. Not just viewing perception in the sense of what's right in front of you, but acknowledging it. Not what's presented, but truly thinking th- but about it. But I think it. we can say that there are people that are just not made for each other, and they're together for their kids or whatever, and it runs its course, and they need to get divorced. And I'm yeah. not talking about it, those people. Uh, normally, those people ruin things for I'm the talking kids about too. the people that are happy. They thought yeah. they were happy, right? They were with their spouse. They both love each other, and the guy, and it's usually the guy, but it's not always. A lot of women cheat, too. It's not. Let's I not, actually feel like with the scenario you're talking about, it's actually normally the woman. And it may be. I don't know what the Because I think that the, the crappy relationship you're talking about, where they're together just for the, the kids or because 
whatever. I yeah. Think, I think normally that's the case when it's the guy. But I think when it's the long-term thing, it's normally because of some sort of detaching. Well, think about it. It's easier for the woman because the guy typically, not in every case, the guy's typically at work, maybe traveling. The woman's home with the kids. Kids are off at school. She's doing the housework, whatever. She's running to the store. No, I'm, I'm not trying to play no, like, I'm, you I know, just, hometown USA. I just USA, joke about it because I'm like, my, I, asked my homemaker, wife, but I asked my wife, when could I have cheated? You're the one with all the free well, that's time. It. That's it. <laughs> not they've now, got, but. They've got the availability. They've got the time. They've got the opportunity, right? <laughs> I joke I joke around. But like, a lot of affairs don't happen that way. They happen at the office. They happen oh. because the two neighbors get together and, you know, their, their spouses are at work and they just happen to, you know, he came over and to help, you know, fix the plumbing. And yes, that's a euphemism. But yeah, they, you know, or, or get, you know, a box off the shelf or whatever. And all of a sudden he slipped into her, you know, cooter. Stop it. And so whatever, <laughs> so you know, it's just... But it happens. It doesn't just happen. I mean, yeah, I, I half a mile from here, I know it. Ha- they they had spa parties in the summer, and two of the families got together, and a husband and the wife, husband on one side, and and the wife of the other family got together, and now the kids who were friends are now stepbrothers and sisters. Good. It happens. But what I'm saying is, yeah, you're right. It happens, but it doesn't just happen. Nobody is surprised. somebody's unhappy. Somebody. Yeah, that's yeah, my point. And 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 they didn't tell somebody. So if you say to your your wife or your husband that you love them every day and you mean it and you work on your relationship, what you're saying is this shouldn't happen. I am saying that if or chances are yeah. greater than not that it should. Well, I I think that if you are able to, which is very hard, and I think I could fail at any time. If I'm able to say I love you as often as I do, but mean it as hard as you do every time, mm. which is what I strive for. No, I I, I really. With being somebody who acknowledges anything's possible, mm. I could fart real hard and a monkey come out of my butt right now. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm. But seeing, being somebody who acknowledges that, no, it's not possible. Somebody makes a choice. And I'm not saying it's one big choice. It, it can be a thousand small ones that lets that happen. But it it does. That's by a thousand paper cuts. Yeah. 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 All right. We got to get out of here. Just tell me you love me before we go. No, oh, I love you, Richard. Thanks.